Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Welcome to Ask Margaret from What Fresh Hell Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Solving your parenting dilemmas one question at a time. Today's question comes from Shannon who says, How do you handle bathroom humor? Poop inserted into every conversation possible. My seven-year-old is into this 100%. Unfortunately, my three-year-old also thinks this is hilarious. Shannon says they've set some parameters, no potty talk in public or at mealtimes. Do I just grip my teeth and write it out for the next few years? I'd rather try to discourage it. Shannon, same as they say. We are also in the poop phase. We're coming out of it a little bit. My kids are 11, 9, and 7, but I don't want to make you feel hopeless, but this doesn't exactly end right away. It's kind of a long phase. So I think my first piece of advice you're already doing, and you can expand it a little bit. As we like to say on the podcast, spaces and places, and there are spaces and places for potty talk. So it is okay if your kids are together in private and want to make poop jokes. I am totally fine with that. But as you said, this is not okay for mealtimes. This is not okay for grandma's house, let's say. And what you're doing is helping them with their developmentally appropriate behavior. I love developmentally appropriate behavior. And potty talk is them starting to try out a little bit of naughtiness, trying out new words, all things that they should be doing at this age, but they should not be doing it at church, say. So you are doing exactly the right thing in saying, this behavior is a little bit naughty, which they want to experience, but you're helping them to learn to control behavior in appropriate situations. My husband is um, 40 something years old. I won't say his exact age. And he is still a big fan of um, a naughty joke. He still watches um, movies. And when someone gets hit in the privates with a ball, he laughs every time. And I'm like, when is this going to end? Apparently never. I have a feeling we will be 70 and we will watch a movie where someone gets hit with a basketball in the private area and he will crack up. It's just something that boys like and maybe girls too, to a certain degree. But what you're helping them do is say, it is okay to giggle at naughty things and to even make other people giggle with slightly naughty things. But I'm going to help you figure out where that's okay and not okay. I found this quote from Dr. Robert Zetlin, who has a book called Laugh More, Yell Less. Kids are trying to figure out developmentally where this stuff goes in technical terms. So as we said, appropriate. They are working on figuring this out. 
totally normal, but you're going to help them by figuring out where it can and can't happen. Uh, one other thing that I find, and I didn't research this, I'm just telling you from my own household, is the more you resist potty humor, the more it kind of comes about. The more they get a rise out of you with potty humor, the more they're going to try it out. And my pediatrician told me years ago, kids love a jack-in-the-box because it winds up and pops. And so if every time they engage in potty humor, you pop, they're going to keep doing it because that's the reaction that they're looking for. So I try to lean in a little bit to the humor of it with them. So if my kids are engaging in some potty talk silliness, I will often be like, did I just hear the word poop? And like, we start laughing about it and it's so funny. And what did you just say? But I'm kind of doing a parody of like me actually going crazy about it. And then we're all laughing about it together versus me being like, you have to stop saying that. That is not appropriate. Those are not words we use. In this, you have to define your own parameters, but within those parameters, whatever it is, some people may say that like saying the word poop in their house is completely unacceptable and fine. But whatever your parameters are, if it becomes a thing of every time they say it, you go crazy, they're going to keep doing it. And so I think leaning into the humor of it a little bit, being like, ha ha, that is pretty funny. That's a good one. But we don't use those words in these certain situations is going to get you a lot farther than trying to be the poop police in terms of like, you're never going to say that word in this house. I found this great article on fatherly.com, how to deal with preschool potty talk. Let's be honest. I'm still dealing with sixth grade potty talk, so I'm not exactly sure what they're talking about there. Number one, understand that children use potty talk because they're trying to figure out their world. Number two, don't try to make it not funny. It's obviously funny. Number three, teach context by creating boundaries around where potty talk can happen. And number four, acknowledge a child's sense of humor and redirect when potty talk is inappropriate. And I think with that, we've solved it and fatherly.com has solved it. So thank you, fatherly.com. It won't last forever, I promise. But for now, some tips on how to get through it. Shannon, I hope that helped. And if you have a question for myself or Amy, you can send it to questions at whatfreshhealthpodcast.com and you may hear your question answered on an upcoming episode. Thanks for listening. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory. Two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And this is our new podcast, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. What happens when your creative spark just seems to disappear? Gone. Poof. Bye. See ya. What happens when life gets in the way of your creativity instead of nourishing it? That's what happened to Molly and me. We felt like the thing that drove us creatively stopped working and impending doom had in fact invented. Totally. So we decided to do something about it. And that was steal ideas about getting unstuck from the most creative people we can find. We talked to guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. And we're not just talking Bob Ross type paint on paper artists here, though we talk to them too. We're talking to actors, creative directors, dancers, and people who are working hard to be their best creative selves in a world that can sometimes feel 
real uncreative. We all have something to teach each other, so let's steal their ideas together. Join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Pandemics, school calendars, world events, lack of sleep, oh, get out of their life gunk. And let's get back to your best creative self. Subscribe to Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. You're not going to want to miss an episode. Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking it. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a No Guilt Mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model. So that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Get Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows.